silly devotions and sour-faced saints, good Lord, deliver us. St. Teresa of Avila I hope everybody's having a great day today. Before we get started on the next episode, I want to take a minute to talk about where the podcast is at right now. I mentioned it in an episode last week, and I put an addition to the end of the episodes over this past week, but I realized that a lot of people may stop when I say we'll see you next time and never even hear it. Basically, where we're at is where we were, kind of, about six months ago. Spotify has once again changed the requirements to be sponsored, and as I'm a self-employed writer and podcaster, sponsorship's important. You used to have to have 100 unique Spotify listeners over a 60-day period. Most of my listeners are on Apple, but I was able to get to about 300 uh, without too much trouble over on Spotify, thanks to all of you who jumped over. Well, recently they raised it to 1,000 unique listeners on Spotify, and I'm not anywhere near that yet, and I need to get there by the 22nd of this month. So if you would consider stopping right now, wherever you're listening, jumping over to the Revisionist History Podcast on Spotify, just listen to it once there, every 60 days, I'd really appreciate it. Now on to the next episode. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and it's time again for our Sundays with the Saints episode. Today we'll be looking at one of the most beloved saints in the world, who's venerated not only in the Catholic Church, but by Anglicans and Lutherans as well, three groups that rarely agree on anything. Let's meet St. Teresa of Avila. Teresa was born in Castile, part of present-day Spain, in 1515, only 23 years after Columbus first voyaged to America. She died in 1582, roughly 20 years after the end of the Council of Trent. But only two years after her birth, Martin Luther started the Protestant Reformation. Knowing the time in which she lived matters, because it was a time of great change religiously, politically, and in every other way possible. Teresa was born into a noble family, and her parents were both extremely pious. As a young child, she read the lives of the saints, likely the same one that helped convert St. Ignatius of Loyola, and was so moved she convinced her brother to run away with her to North Africa so they could be gloriously martyred. Her uncle stopped the little holy miscreants just outside the city gates and sent them back home. This episode is instructive as it shows at an early age both how passionate and stubborn she could be. She was also known to be charming, witty, beautiful, and fond of romance novels. At 20, she entered the Carmelite convent in Avila, which at that time was as much social club as convent. The discipline and rule of the order there had given way to entertaining prestigious people of the area rather than focusing on prayer and good works. While she was there, Teresa suffered a bout of malaria that left her virtually paralyzed for three years, 
during which time she discovered the power of prayer. After she recovered, she began having mystical visions which lasted the rest of her life. She would often go into ecstatic raptures and deep religious trances. In 1559, she had an experience during which she felt her heart pierced by an arrow of divine love plunged into her by an angel. This event is immortalized in the Bernini sculpture, The Ecstasy of St. Teresa, in the Santa Maria della Vittoria Church in Rome. But Teresa was much more than just a cloistered mystic. In keeping with the spirit of that age, she was also a great reformer but a true reformer rather than one who simply railed against abuses and yet did nothing. She set out to reform the Carmelite orders of Spain with the aim of returning them to their original strict rule of piety and penitence. Though vehemently opposed by the leaders of the order, who preferred the easier path, she traveled throughout Spain and founded a total of 17 reformed Carmelite houses. She also helped found two reformed monasteries for Carmelite friars with her friend and fellow mystic, St. John of the Cross. St. Teresa was a prolific writer, with her three best-known works being her autobiography and the classic books on mystical prayer, The Interior Castle, and The Way of Perfection. All three are read widely to this day. And if all this wasn't enough, she was funny as well. Once, after she slipped down an embankment during a storm and landed in the mud, she looked up at the heavens and shouted, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few. St. Teresa was canonized in 1622, a mere 40 years after her death, and in 1970, Pope St. Paul VI declared her a doctor of the church. She and St. Catherine of Siena were the first women to be so honored. She's the patroness of Spain, and her emblems are a heart, an arrow, and a book. Well, that's our episode for today. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.